welcome back to the Nerd Dose Podcast, where you get your daily dose of nerd content. Join us today as we cover the latest movies, TV shows, and movie news. I'm your host, Zach, and per usual, I'm joined by Kyle. We got an interesting episode for you. Yeah. Bringing it back to the roots. I know. I was going to say, these. Uh, what we're talk- We're going to be talking about Top Gun and Jurassic World Dominion today. Both mm-hmm. movies have really old prequels or first series, I guess. Uh, Top Gun released, what, 1986? And 36 years ago. 36 years ago. And then the first Jurassic uh, Park movie was, what, probably the 90s or so? I think 98 or 96. Yeah. One of those two. Mm -hmm. But yeah, these both kind of go hand in hand because they're kind of both legacy films, you know? Mm -hmm. They're both bringing back older characters from the previous movies. I know. From the originals. That's pretty cool. It's honestly really cool, though, because you can also see the original movie watchers, like especially with Top Gun and um, Jurassic Park, you see all those movie watchers combined with the new movie watchers, like probably our generation. Um, mm-hmm. who have never seen any of these original movies at first. And it's funny just seeing all of them in one movie theater together. Um, it's just like, I think we talked about this last time, where movies essentially bring everyone together, regardless of how mm-hmm. shitty this world is being right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, you haven't even seen the original Top Gun, have you, Kyle? I just watched it two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, You watched it after you saw the sequel. Pretty much. Well... <laughs> Oh, I think I told you this earlier. It was I was about to leave to go watch um, Top Gun Maverick, and then I was I see my mom is actually watching the original one on our TV. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm, and I told her like, oh, I'm hoping I'm gonna go watch Top Gun. I hope I shouldn't forget anything, but she's like, yeah, you should be fine. I'm like, perfect. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the biggest thing you need to know about the sequel is that Goose is dead. Mm-hmm. Goose died. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all you need to know. Exactly. <laughs> My brothers were asking me that earlier today. They were like, oh, do I need to see the original? Not really. Mm-hmm. No. And I think the sequel does a good job at bringing back like flashbacks in the original mm-hmm. to kind of catch you up on the speed of everything, mm-hmm. as well as a reminder of what happened in the original. Yeah. That was really good to do because, especially for like the original watchers, they. I mean, it's probably been god probably so many years since they've probably seen it unless they just catch mm-hmm. it on the cable or some shit so that's what my parents that happened to my parents they were like oh they watch it like every year so it's just fun so yeah yeah if you haven't noticed there's probably one film that we like out of the, a little bit more out of the two <laughs> well we'll go in depth of jurassic world dominion just oh, it makes me mad I, kyle that movie pisses me off I'm, curious because I, I told him i will once we go on death but he you were telling me i'm a question i'm questioning your critique critiquing skills hearing your thoughts on the movie we'll have to see because we probably had different thoughts on what we think is important and all that so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes definitely <laughs> yeah but like i mentioned earlier we're going back to our roots i don't think we've done a big review on a movie like this outside of a superhero film outside of marvel why <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah exactly mm-hmm. Because we never ended up doing a Batman review, and I think the last one was probably like Army of the Dead a year ago mm-hmm. in Jungle Cruise. You remember? Yeah, that? I was gonna say that's like the only outside of Marvel like stuff we've really watched mm-hmm. or like reviewed at least. So yeah, this is a good kind of comeback or um, for us to go into in depth, which is really cool. Definitely, mm-hmm. I completely agree. I completely agree. But before we get started, uh, go follow us on Instagram. Do a lot of posts on there, try to keep you updated on the latest news on our stories and whatnot. And you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. We want to grow as a community, give you more. We love doing this for you guys. Uh, before then, let's let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. Ooh. Sixth movie of the franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The epic conclusion yeah. of the so-called Jurassic Park series. Um starring what is it chris pratt uh bryce dallas howard mm-hmm. pretty much and then they all original cast yeah. you know jeff goldblum laura dern uh sam neill i can't remember sam neill mm-hmm. there it is and yeah just kind of an interesting movie interesting conclusion mm-hmm. i'm curious to hear your thoughts as i mentioned earlier kyle yeah so again well i mean especially regardless of like how this how this movie in both of our pr- perspectives think it's just, we can agree that this was a really it's a nice movie to 
end it, I guess, with bringing back the original cast. Can we agree on that? Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> Just slightly. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and yet you're going to think Top Gun's the same thing, but no. Okay, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, you've, can you, like, is it kind of agreeable or, like, in this some shape or form? So, I I can agree this movie is fun, or it can be fun for certain viewers, or people who may not be as invested into the franchise as someone like myself might be. But I thought this movie relied way too much on the the legacy characters. I did enjoy that they had a lot of screen time. You know, it was fun to see them so much. Mm-hmm. But the amount of, like, callbacks, the little nods, you know, you saw Laura Dern rip off her goggles, mm-hmm. the same scene that Sam Neill did in the original. Just so many things that they were relying on from the original to bring that charm into this movie. And it just felt very forced. Uh, But I did like seeing the legacy characters back. I do appreciate that. You know, we got movies like Spider-Man that just came out. Mm -hmm. You know, they brought back their characters. We got Scream. They brought the original characters back. And I think even Top Gun as well. And I felt like all those movies, just comparing it, have done a way better job at using their legacy characters compared to this movie, if that makes sense. I see. So you're saying like like top gun like maverick they were able to bring obviously tom cruise um the person that played iceman uh val kilmer val kilmer yeah mm-hmm. like you were saying you're saying that they that was kind of more approachable with how they introduced them back into their original series compared to what um jurassic world did introducing um lorder and jeff Goldblum and sam neill is that what yeah, I think of it like this. If those three were not in the movie, the story could not have moved forward. I see. That's how that's how heavily involved they were in the plot. Okay. And then look at Spider-Man. You know, the, I mean, it was Tom Holland's movie, mm-hmm. but it was great to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. But take that away. That didn't take away what you felt for the origi- for Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Okay. I can see what you're saying then with that. So it's... Yeah, like we're saying, I think it's they introduced it a lot better in those movies compared to Jurassic mm-hmm. Park or Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they used it like just the right amount of time. Mm. Whereas like this one, like I mentioned okay. earlier, just relied so much yeah. on these legacy characters. Okay, because I'm just thinking like you know I just watched this yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. The amount of time I guess that the legacy characters wore in this movie, I feel like at least were. Maybe 75% was part of that whole movie compared to, let's say, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt. Um, you know, those are probably, with the amount of screen time, I guess, like, 30% or so. But I guess in my head also, this is a way to get the old original viewers of Jurassic Park to want to watch this movie. Can I say that? Yeah, no, that could definitely make sense. Mm-hmm. Um but with that counter-argument, it's just milking the franchise. You know, it's fine milking the franchise, mm-hmm. but when the quality starts dipping, kind of like this, you know, I mean, we saw it in the sequel. We saw it in Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, I think we both can agree that movie was not good. We didn't really like it. It was okay, yeah. And then moving forward, you have these characters, but then you're so focused on the original cast, then what's the point of making this movie? Mm. Like, why do you even have Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard in it? Why mm. not just give a movie of the original three casts, you know? And it's upsetting. It's upsetting because I have zero investment for the new cast, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, they, they don't have any character development. You know, you do like Chris Pratt, but most of that likeness has come from the original Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Which I do tap tip my hat off to. I do like, I do like Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I wouldn't say underrated, but I think there it's a lot of fun. You know, I I enjoyed a lot. I used to rag on it when I originally saw it, but after like taking time and re, it's I can rewatch it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there's so many different aspects and horror that is involved with the original Jurassic World that can be brought back to Jurassic Park. I think it's done so so very similar. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I give that off to it a little bit. Okay. I mean, I can see what you're saying with that. But, I, I mean, you do see a little bit of improvement, though, of Owen and uh, Claire's relationship. You know, they have that mm-hmm. kid that they pretty much adopted, quote-unquote, um, from Fallen Kingdom. So you're trying to see them kind of meld together. 
and you see them trying to reform that relationship that they had back in throughout this whole movie essentially you know he's mm-hmm. which is kind of thinking like funny because you you know they never had kids i mean claire especially she, she never had kids she in the first jurassic world she was taking care of what those her uh nephews and then mm-hmm. kind of screwed up how taking care of the nephews and almost letting them die because they couldn't get them back essentially <laughs> so you can see like at least she's wanting to approve so there is a little bit of a development with her character at least no i definitely think there's development but over the course of three movies mm-hmm. maybe yeah and no see i think it was more over a course of like the first 10 minutes of this movie i see so remember the plane going down mm-hmm. owen looked at claire and said she is your daughter mm. <laughs> which okay yeah that's weird because like you're not i was like you leave and you're always like when you first when you, I, yeah i get that but like when you first saw her and like see her in the in like the first five minutes of the movie you know she's just like hey mm-hmm. you know she doesn't act like a mother she doesn't yeah yeah she takes care of her mm-hmm. but you know for her to think like yeah she's my daughter i was like mm, daughter really? quote like on quote unquote yeah. that's kind of a stretch in mm-hmm. my opinion it felt really really forced i see and, uh, you know, Chris Pratt doesn't do anything in this movie. I hate to say it. He chases dinosaurs on a horse. Mm-hmm. He chokes a dinosaur in the neck. You know, he's the cool guy. Mm-hmm. Barely talked at all. More action-focused than, like, yeah, talking-wise, I guess. Like I mentioned earlier, they're just I don't have the investment as I feel like I should have come in for the third movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just... You know, I did I did have fun with it. You mm-hmm. know, I took it with a grain of salt. Okay. I will tell you this though. This is the one of the few movies that I've ever like actually like walk out. So I would never walk out of a movie. Even if I have to go to the bathroom or need like a refill on my drink mm-hmm. or pop or anything like that. And I had like a tickle in my throat in the middle of the movie. I kept coughing. Oh, Usually I, I would probably yeah. I would just sit through it. But at the point like I was just like, you know what? This movie, I know what it is. You know, it's not really blowing my mind right now. I'm going to take a step out of that theater and, like, just catch my breath. And that's what I did. And I was like, hmm. Be like, that's somewhat of a sign. <laughs> that's, I mean. Hmm. What did you like about this movie, Kyle? I mean, I guess from what I liked about the whole movie, obviously the legacy characters. And I obviously mm-hmm. loved all the action scenes. I like most of the action scenes. Or a lot of the di- dinosaur scenes, like, chasing throughout the whole city of Malta from that one from that one part i really i know that scene was cool yeah i love that whole chase scene with the dinosaurs and then using um pretty much that weird asian villain which we only got like what a little bit of an introduction for and then she's gone <laughs> okay i'll give you credit for that i'll say that um what villain <laughs> yeah and then she gets captured and essentially <laughs> but just using that cool that laser essentially to train that train the dinosaurs to like um these are the people that you'll kill I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the other cool scene I liked was, uh, I think it was when they all met up, uh, legacy characters and the new characters like Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. They all form together and then they see the T-Rex and they're trying to like, they know that they obviously had their experiences with what the T-Rex did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just trying to funny, it's funny just seeing them work together essentially to not get killed by that T-Rex. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought the scene was it Malto is that what you said Malto yeah yeah that was awesome I like that mm-hmm. it felt like felt like a lot of Mission Impossible because Mission Impossible lately has been doing such like the tight city car chases mm-hmm. um, but but with dinosaurs obviously but I also liked um, like the black market you know you mm-hmm. kind of I didn't think of stuff like that you know when thinking about when dinosaurs were released into the world I didn't think of like people trying to you know, make money off of them, do like, like chicken fight, dog fights, mm-hmm. essentially with dinosaurs. With yeah, exactly. Or like you see and... them like cooking dinosaurs also and people eating mm-hmm. them. Like I never thought that, or like those, I think there was those big locusts that they were, I saw like on a like rotisserie type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think I saw one of them cooking it. I'm like, Oh, I guess they can eat the locusts. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I felt really bad for the bronchiosaurus. Like, in the winter time at the very beginning oh yeah because it has it has nowhere to go mm-hmm. man it's just living in a world that doesn't want to live in mm-hmm. and very 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 heartwarming yeah. a little that bit that was <laughs> i like that scene that just seeing like i mean they also that's another cool scene that you see how dinosaurs are trying to blend into the world of what we were supposed to have normally i guess 
Did you ever watch um, that short film? I think it was released a few years back. The short film is called Battle at Big Big Rock. Pretty much it just starts as like, you should watch it. It's on YouTube. It's about um, kind of like a T-Rex and like a campground site. And a family kind of gets trapped in the camper. And I think it was even it was even referenced in the movie during like one of the news station scenes when it was like flashing all of the different shots of the dinosaurs. Okay. And I thought that short film was really well done. Mm. It felt like I had a lot of horror to it. It felt like the original Jurassic Park. Mm. And after seeing that, I was super excited for this third movie. I was super excited for you know Dominion. I thought for sure they had they had it handled. Mm-hmm. They were gonna do something with like the whole introduction of dinosaurs getting. Um, brought into the new world and i was slightly underwhelming a little bit which is interesting because it's made it's directed by the same person for both dominion Mm -hmm. and uh that battle uh big rock kevin trevorrow colin colin sorry yeah (laughs) yeah he's an interesting fellow he was supposed to direct the last uh star wars movie rise of skywalker oh really Hmm. interesting but yeah i what do you think of the story? Story-wise, I mean, pretty much the big main plot of the story was what there was that locust that is eating the crops, and and I guess the legacy characters are trying to figure out what's causing it, and it was essentially Biosyn that co- that created this thing, and they're just trying to solve that and get that fixed and stuff. Um, plot, I guess, half and half. I kind of only like this movie mainly for the action. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it does do a good job with horror aspects to mm-hmm. it. Uh, like when you see that raptor dive into the water and you're like, holy shit, yeah. they can swim down. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I, was, I thought that was cool. I was like, what the hell? That's kind of what, yeah, that kind of scared me a little bit also. <laughs> the plot, it just seems, like I said, like I mentioned, it just very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. You got six movies, this is the sixth movie of a big big franchise you know they especially with jurassic world Mm -hmm. jurassic world the original i keep saying the original the one that released seven years ago has like is in the top five like biggest box office you know it was huge it earned so much money so much money and to see like you know the final film of this so-called trilogy ending on the fact of bugs yeah Mm -hmm. instead of dinosaurs Mm -hmm. Or even, I was talking to Cayman about this. I was like, you know, they introduced this crazy idea of dinosaurs getting stuck on the earth with everyone else. Mm-hmm. But then most of the story is focused on insects and it's set inside of like Iceland, which is like its own little island. Yeah. You know, it's not around other dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally in one part of the they, world. In, yeah, exactly. They introduced something so cool so different mm-hmm. so fresh and then they're like we'll just bring it back 10 steps and put it in like an isolated spot yeah i thought the part in malta did like a great job of like incorporating all of that into it but then once we got to uh, like biosyn i was just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just took a step back for me yeah because i know that was the main part of the storyline was just going into the biosyn lab and just seeing mm-hmm. that's where all the dinosaurs essentially originated and they wanted to use that part of land i think it's either iceland or italy i can't remember i think it's iceland yeah um that they wanted to make that as like a safe habitat for those dinosaurs but yeah you still see dinosaurs are taking place also throughout the whole entire world like as you saw mm-hmm. at that um i think it was nevada that uh owen and claire were at um mm-hmm. you see those the bronchiosaurus dinosaurs there and then you see at the end of the movie um i think they were in dc you can see the scene with um, Alan Grant and Ellie just talking to each other. You can see in the background, um, there's like a little baby dinosaur and a kid's playing with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, mind you, that baby dinosaur looked like the same one that killed the rat earlier. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh. So, <laughs> so like it, and it, you see like they're trying to incorporate dinosaurs into the whole world, but yeah, it focuses, I guess, mainly with the biosyn plant. But that's, I guess, the main plot of the storyline. So I guess like I see what you're saying with that it's insect focus versus dinosaur focus, but I guess it's still a mix mm-hmm. of both. Yeah, I do. I will give you that though. Like the action is probably the only redeeming part of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I do really like the scene in Malta, and I do like the scene where like Claire's in the jungle yeah. and that mm-hmm. 
that other dinosaur is like hunting her down. Mm-hmm. I think that's really well done. I think there's a lot of fun things you can do with this film. I just like take it a step back. You're like, will I ever watch this film again? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Would you watch you it know, for the you'd... plot or would you watch it for the action? I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Mm. <laughs> you know, I Jurassic World has a decent enough plot for me to keep rewatching over and over again. And I like it enough. I think it has, I think it does a really good job with like getting reintroduced in the franchise and bringing back enough takes from the original film. Uh, but going back to like the end fight scene between the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. you got the Giga Giganotosaurus, mm-hmm. the T Rex, and then I have no idea what the feather thing is. I just call it like the sciz- Edward Scissorhands thing because it looks like yeah, that. pretty much. And they took him out instantly. You mm-hmm. know, one shot as soon as they teamed up, mm-hmm. they just pushed him right into his claws. And I was like, I was like, this is just a rehash of what Jurassic World was when the biogenetic dinosaur oh. versus the original yeah. T Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just see that big fight scene, and obviously the T-Rex has to win because T-Rex is the biggest predator of them all, and that's the original. Mm-hmm. So you can't take away that character. Yeah, I just felt like that last the fight for this movie just was like a rehash of that, and it just it was over in two seconds. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I, I think it was still cool with how the plot is. Like you see in the different scenes, like Malta, um, mm-hmm. the Claire trying to pretty much survive, not getting killed. One scene I liked also was just seeing all the characters work together to fi- like mm-hmm. not get killed by the T-Rex and trying to climb that little tower thing to um, get there. And I thought in that yeah, scene, I thought one of the char- one of the legacy characters was going to die. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, what was it? Malcolm was going to die. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool to see them interacting with one another. You could tell the, the original cast did have chemistry mm-hmm. with the newcomers. Yeah, You know, I got to see like Laura Dern with Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. like going off on their little thing mm-hmm. and then Sam Neill going with um Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. So you did get to see like them interacting and it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. It did give you a little chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the chills and, I, and you get to see one world colliding with another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think there's one character that's just so random that I don't know why she's in this film mm-hmm. and I, I don't even know her name. Is it Kayla, the pilot? Oh yeah, the pilot that's just there that helped yeah, them transport yeah, to. Just, you know, hey, let's 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 finish a franchise, biggest movie yet, mm-hmm. and introduce a brand new character that no one cares. About. I think she was also there for somewhat com- comedic relief. Oh, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Because you can Again. see like them, like especially with that scene where the airplane crashed and mm-hmm. like you can see them kind of banter with each other. I guess with Owen. Yeah, she has one purpose and just fly a plane <laughs> yeah pretty much uh do you want to see a sequel do you want i mean obviously this is the end of a new era mm-hmm. but do you want to see the jurassic park continue on after this if i want to i would rather have it focus on trying to see how dinosaurs and humans can work together that's what this movie should have been yeah. about <laughs> that's what my thing is instead of like having to build off a plot that there's this company that's trying to take over exactly mm-hmm. exactly i think i think they need to put it to rest mm-hmm. that's another you know, I thing thought yeah. they did, i think it was a really cool idea to introduce the fact that the park was working it was really cool and fun and from there on out they just didn't know what to do with the sequels mm-hmm. and it shows you know they don't you could tell they don't know what they're doing or they didn't have an idea what where to go forth forward with this story mm-hmm. but because the jurassic world made 1.5 billion dollars at the box office they needed a sequel mm-hmm. so but this i believe this earned 145 million this past weekend mm-hmm. yeah so which is actually pretty surprising because um well i wouldn't say surprising but it is noted that it's still making money and people are enjoying this overall the audience score is still at like a nice 80 percent on rotten tomatoes people are still enjoying the film mm-hmm. and I think for the most part they can, mm-hmm. you know, I, if they have no expectations, don't know what's going on, really don't really care so much for the franchise, mm-hmm. they can walk in and just go in blindly. Yeah. I think it's funny though. I had a, I had like a little girl sitting next to me mm-hmm. and I saw her like scared and always like hugging her mom mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And it just makes you think, you know, like 15 years ago, that was me when I watched the original Jurassic exactly. Park. Mm-hmm. So, you, like I said, you see the worlds collide with old watchers and new mm-hmm. watchers into this series. So, it's I probably think that's a bigger cause of why it's probably doing pretty well with this series. Yeah, because it definitely it can hit both the generations. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see just like take a step back and look at all the movies 
right now you know they're focused so much a lot of them have been focused on like bringing back the legacies Mm -hmm. you know and it makes you wonder like is this going to be like this for the next like two years you know i mean or is it a phase yeah is it a phase look at matrix Mm -hmm. matrix did the same thing you know does there come to a point where we just stop doing sequels to movies that were years ago you know what happens if we start i mean look at harry potter Mm -hmm. didn't even last 10 years after the movie ended yeah and we already have its own little spin-off series that, for the most part, people don't really care about. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have just continued with having Harry Potter, or at least Harry Potter's like successors, like mm-hmm. portray with this movie instead of going back to a prequel. But I can see why the prequel is important. But you know, it's like you said, is it, or is this going to be a phase of just reintroducing legacy characters back into these movie into newer movies to help bring movie watchers together, or is it just mm-hmm a phase or is they going to just continue with this plot it makes you wonder like are they doing this because they cannot come up with their own plots themselves and need to rack in money or yeah like are they can they just you know they actually genuinely want these characters back mm-hmm. and you know because people love them mm-hmm. so i feel like it's a nice probably like a 70 30 of that it's like a theory or like a what's the main focus now? New movies, I can new guarantee plots, whatever, you, or actually bringing back characters again. I can guarantee you a lot of people would not have seen Dominion if the original cast was not in it. Because I think Fallen Kingdom wasn't as hot. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. What would you rate this, Kyle, if you want to wrap up our discussion of Jurassic World Dominion? Yeah, I would still rate it probably seven and a half man that's a little lower than i thought you were. yeah i like i said like it was good but then after talking about this like you could see it's little plot holes and little you can see the flaws yeah a little bit of the tiny flaws with it so it makes sense but it's still like i like one of my favorite parts of the movie like i said was a lot of the action the action mm-hmm. was really cool seeing the dinosaurs and again seeing the legacy characters interact with the new characters um that kind of made it a little bit higher for me higher rating for me as well with this what about you yeah yeah i give it a six out of ten you know i was disappointed with this film a little bit as you can see you could probably see my jurassic a couple jurassic park figures in the back that i have of my room i just truly love the jurassic park movie you know it's easily one of my top three four favorite movies of all time i absolutely love it mm-hmm. so seeing i am invested in the franchise so seeing something like this very underwhelming and a little disappointing unfortunately but hopefully hopefully they can move on with some more franchises i think interesting yeah that's interesting. this is definitely a this is definitely a cash grab for kids mm-hmm. i mean you walk through target you look to the left mm-hmm. in the toy section it's all jurassic park yeah i mean i feel like jurassic park it's just dinosaurs in general i mean who doesn't mm-hmm. love a freaking dinosaur I know exactly. So exactly. that's the thing also like to look into like dinosaurs like regardless if it's Jurassic Park or not like mm-hmm. dinosaurs are fucking dope. I'll say that. Top Gun Maverick. Oh goodness. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Starring who is it? Tom Cruise mm-hmm. uh, uh, bringing him back as Pete Mitchell. The original cast. We got who else we got? I'm looking it up right uh, now. We you got have Miles Teller as Bradley or Rooster. You have Jennifer Connolly mm-hmm. playing Penny mm-hmm. and Val Kilmer playing Tom or Iceman. You got um, John Hamm, Ed Harris, mm-hmm. Glenn Powell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that big of a cast to be honest, but who cares? We don't need it. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> this movie was awesome yeah, Come I, on. don't get me wrong I know you, you've you been hyping you already wa- saw this twice I already know how hyped I you. saw it twice yeah. in IMAX yeah oh, I know how gosh. hyped you are for this so like you should just take the role on this So, <laughs> alright alright perfect blockbuster in my opinion I think this movie is easily like my first or second favorite film so far of 2022 Interesting. I know you saw everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. I have not seen it so I can't really put that on the ranking yeah but, you know, I easily have the Batman Top Gun up there 100%. Mm-hmm. This movie just blew me out of the park. I've been, I, you know, I saw it, you know, before I saw it, I heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. I was super excited. And then I watched it. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it was going to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sequels coming out constantly of like 30 years, 40 years down the road that have not been good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you're thinking like, how good can it be? And I think I can 
might be a bold statement, might be a hot statement, but I think it's just just as good as the original, if not better. Mm. Oh, you're saying I see. Hmm, that's an interesting mm-hmm. take. This movie has a lot of charm. You love the characters. It's just a feel good classic blockbuster. You know, something they released. They used to release 20 years ago in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of it like Independence Day a little bit. You know, it's just such a feel-good movie. That's how I felt about this movie. You know, it feels... It's good to actually see a movie be as successful and be as good as it is during the summer that is not a superhero film. Yeah. Especially when we're just so saturated with superhero films at the moment. And it made $124 million, um opening weekend, making it the highest-grossing uh, Memorial Day weekend for box office earnings i feel like it's funny well that it as... released around memorial day weekend because it's for... i know exactly i feel like that was kind of a good um skyrocket mm-hmm. to like promote this movie especially it's a, it's a very american movie <laughs> definitely 100 <laughs> percent. and it's also the highest grossing movie for tom cruise mm-hmm. which originally it was like i think around 50 million so it just blew that out of the park too and going back to kind of the theme we keep hitting at is the community you know, it brings movies together. People are coming out to see this movie. They've not seen movies in four or five years. Mm-hmm. This movie is like good enough to bring people out of, out of their houses a little bit and go see the f- movies. You know, I really took a gander around the audience the second time I went when I saw it in IMAX. And it was mostly people in their 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. All the people who don't go to the movies normally. Mm-hmm. But because they saw the original, they're like, yes. A lot of ball caps, you know, you know yeah. how big and popular that was back in the mm-hmm. day, and a lot of veteran, yeah, veteran uh, apparel that I've seen as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just really cool to see how many people got to see this movie. Yeah, I remember the per- when I watched this. Uh, I think I was next to a very older gentleman, and I think he was in um, one of the. I think he was in the uh, military. So it's a, like I said, it's a very American movie that. A lot of people can watch because it's about planes and dogfighting and stuff like that. And, you know, if you like all that type of military type style movies, then obviously this will be the one film to go to. Or even the series itself. A lot, of, you know, Top Gun was what, you know, back in 1986 when it released. Like, and you had, again, we were saying earlier, it's bringing this whole community together, regardless of when you watch the first or second or not. So. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was like a very modernized take on the original movie. Mm -hmm. You know, think about it back then. Like 30 years ago, we were talking about hating Russia, you know. Think about Rocky. Think about all those other movies around the same time. Nothing but hating Russia. Mm -hmm. They never specified a country in this movie. It's fain to focus on just just this people that were fighting. Yeah, just an enemy. Mm -hmm. But they don't they don't necessarily use propaganda to force it on a specific country that we we all can respectively like like disagree or like can agree that we don't like them, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that was a very smart take on the idea as well. And just just overall, I think this movie is just a lot of fun. I just think overall, this movie is like the perfect uh, dad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad doesn't see a lot of movies, and the few that he does, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be right up your alley. You're gonna love this movie hundred percent. Yeah, same with mine. I mean, my family loves movies in general, so I. I think my mom and dad want to go watch this movie together as a date, which I think is cute. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just bringing back a lot of people back to the movies, mm-hmm. I think. And the box office shows. Mm-hmm. The box office shows. And it's still showing. I think it's still made a $50 million this past weekend. Yeah, it's still showing. In, out of the park. It's still showing in theaters right now. So, I mean, you can't, yeah, exactly. get, you can't take it wrong. I mean, like, it's a good-ass movie with how the setup is. And it's a lot of build-up with this. You know, 36 mm-hmm. years in the making. That's pretty much all that yeah. people you can say. And that's what's going to force people to go watch this movie. Yeah. So I saw the original one before seeing this. Not right away, but I saw it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably four or five years ago. And the one biggest gripe I had with like the original one was the dogfights. You know, I never understood or could, I, could really tell what was happening. And with this film, completely opposite. You know, we saw... We saw the route that they were going to take. We saw the mission that they were going to do about 10 times over. Mm-hmm. You know, once they were actually doing the mission, we understood exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we were there by them sides. And I thought that was really cool. And it just, all the dogfights were just very clear. And I think a lot of that had to do with um, uh, the special effects department in this film. You know, a lot of these shots were shot um, for real. Yeah. They were special. Yeah. Nothing, nothing about this. There was not barely any green screen or blue screen 
pretty much all of the um, shots inside their cockpits were real. You know, they had to film themselves, essentially. The actors took the cameras up and pretty much filmed what they were feeling mm-hmm. and just hope to God that one of those shots was worth it. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of effort and dedication was put into this film. A lot of time and determination to make the quality of this film top notch. And you don't see that all the time with this as well. Mm-hmm. Especially with these type of planes. They're, these are big planes and fast planes and very expensive planes on top of mm-hmm. it as well. Uh, I'm just reading here um, that when they were making this movie, they were paying the... Uh, the Navy eleven thousand an hour for flying these pilot for flying these things, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Like the amount of money that's being spent on this thing, like talk about the pressure. Yeah, and pressure also. Like you're seeing, um, these I guess new people like Miles Teller, for example, who have probably never flew a plane, new, flew a fighter mm-hmm. jet essentially, and then I know Tom Cruise. Well, I think he, obviously he has a license to know how to fly these things. Mm-hmm. So just seeing all these new characters new, learning how to dock dogfight essentially um just a cool concept of like how dedicated they want to do with this movie yeah i was listening to another podcast uh tickets for two and they did a review on this and they mentioned that the scene where maverick was flying through the practice route Mm -hmm. um they had to get permission from the navy to go below 50 feet of that what is it hard hard deck i think it is yeah the limits i guess and yep and they had to get approval to like use that plane in that matter and that'll probably be something that would never ever happen again or be shot it's more for the it's for a theatrical purpose not for a Mm -hmm. doc like a fighting purpose it's just for Mm -hmm. theater purpose yeah and just to think of all the steps and hoops they had to go through to get this movie out there it's just it's Mm mind-boggling I mean, you saw some of the um, the stuff with, like, uh, the interviews, you know? They they were, like, flying all over the cockpits, you know? And they were using it. That stuff was real. Mm-hmm. It's just it's crazy to think about. Yeah. That scene where, um, the first scene where uh, Maverick is flying one of the new, pi- uh, new planes. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to hit the Mach 10. That scene where he flies over the general. And that was real. You see the... Yeah, you see the roof jump off of that building, and that was real. They actually damaged the set. Mm-hmm. It's just cool stuff like that. You just you don't see that enough mm. because I feel like we're just so built into CGI. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't done, we haven't seen a lot of stuff like with original planes or original animatronics or anything like that. Everything's just so mm-hmm. computerized. So I guess yeah. the cool benefit with this is just being bringing back how we originally were f- doing movies, using original props, using original stuff, not using any BS CGI. But don't get me wrong. It's exactly. cool, but it's sometimes cool to get back what we used to be doing anyways in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I just had the vibe that this movie was like a direct sequel from Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Right from the opening scene, you know, you got Danger Zone going. You yeah. got a couple monologues. It, got, it gave me chills. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to see all the planes shooting off, all the people going crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I thought it was just such a great opening scene to bring you back to the world that Top Gun introduced us to. Um, I really enjoy the character development for Pete. You know, you see him struggling with Goose's death from the original. You see him having that PTSD, especially seeing it uh, when he sees, like, Rooster and... Uh, what is it? Is his name Bradley? Yeah, Bradley. Yeah, and you just see that, that he's still haunted till this day. And it's, what, 30-something years later. Mm-hmm. And that scene he has with Iceman, Val, Val Kilmer, you know, it... Brought a tear to my eye, yeah. and he wasn't even talking the whole yeah. time. Yeah, he didn't even talk. There was there wasn't a thing that caught for why we don't know why why he couldn't talk, right? For the original movie. So Val Kilmer actually does have cancer. Ah, I see. And I think I think they were on the edge about um, putting that in the movie or not, or even bringing him back. Mm-hmm. But I guess Tom Cruise was very advent and persuasive about. Like, you know, let's let's make it a part of his character. Let's make it real. Like make it grow and with then, him. Yeah, and then eventually they did and I thought I thought that was one of the strongest scenes. Yeah, it worked out well. Um you could just see how much growth that um with Val Kilmer's character. Like this could probably happen in real life, you know. He was a fighter he was a top gun, top of his class, or anything like that. And then you see him grow older and older and you see, you know, he's got lung cancer or he got some other diseases and 
you know, it's just, it's really cool way that they were able to incorporate that and just see the growth of this character from these, what, 36 years again. So it's yeah. really important yeah. to see that, yeah, shit can happen like this to any pilot mm-hmm. or any um, yeah. Army general or Navy general or pilot or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought for sure Maverick was going to tell Rooster eventually, like, hey, like, I can't, I pulled your papers because your mom, like, wanted me to, mm-hmm. you know, you um I'm really glad they kind of stuck their grounds and and kind of he stayed true to his character and never revealed that to him, but more or less like was able to earn his trust in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I just thought the chemistry was really good. I liked all the new pilots, the younger generation. Like I'm excited. I, I I think a sequel could very much be on its way, but I thought all of the younger pilots were really cool, and I thought they all had great chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And I thought. I just it was just a fun time. Yeah. You can see like the growth with these characters. They were all they all hated each other at first, you know. You see the rivalry <laughs> with um Rooster and um Hangman. Um you see them hated each other because uh Ro- Hangman probably le- learned of what happened with Rooster, the whole backstory between him and um P and now but then that, that was like a, towards the beginning of the movie, then you see them grow with learning how mm-hmm. to dogfight with each other and seeing them grow with each other and eventually you see um hangman saves rooster from that dog fight mm-hmm. at the end scene so you see them grow yeah and i like that i think it's a it's like a somewhat of a nod to iceman and and uh maverick back in the day mm-hmm. but also a little bit not so much either you know they're a little bit more quicker in the growth and kind of putting their feelings aside but yeah, really. I thought this movie was a fun time, and I, I I can't stop thinking about it. To be honest, mm-hmm. like the soundtrack is just constantly keep going in my head. That Lady Gaga song mm-hmm. and is in my head. The One Republic song that plays during the beach scene. Take my breath away. Class, yep, classic soundtrack and theme of the overall mm-hmm. um, story. It's just I just can't. I want to see it for a third time. Oh my gosh. Just, I don't know why. It's just, I know I'm going to have a good time. You know, I'm going to go to the movie and I'm just going to be happy leaving it. And I don't feel like you always feel that with a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool because you do see a lot of, especially seeing a lot of similarities with everything. There's so many callbacks with the original movie. Um, there's just so much action, so much proud. I guess it's just funny. You just make, it makes you feel proud of like what this movie was able to do very like i said going back to a very american movie big i guess it makes mm-hmm. you feel like proud to be an american to like the some of the watchers i'm just again like i said i'm just very happy that like a non-superhero movie is able to do such good you know it brings back the whole blockbuster vibe mm-hmm. it feels like in an era where we're just constantly filled with superhero fatigue mm-hmm. you know it's good to get a fresh hair that's there's stuff other than superheroes this movie's been delayed a few times. I think it was supposed to come out last summer, and then it got pushed to the fall, mm-hmm. and then it got pushed to this summer. Mm-hmm. So happy it got pushed to this summer, because I don't think it would have done as well in the past times. And then Tom Cruise was very adamant about making sure it does not go on streaming, mm-hmm. that people need to see this in the theaters. Yeah. And I can 100% agree with this. Yeah. Especially if you I watch it, it in IMAX, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did I get to see it in IMAX, did I you? Did. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you know how amazing it sounded. Yeah, it was really good sounding with how the IMAX is. Just seeing, like, the freaking sounds of the planes, just, like, especially surrounding you. I'm like, where the fuck am I? It's I can feel, like, my seat shaking mm-hmm. and, like, the bigger screen with the planes. Mm-hmm. It was just, and, like, it's this movie's meant to be seen in IMAX. And if you get the chance, you need to go see it. Imagine, you know those, like, movie theaters where it's, like, the seats move and stuff? Imagine mm-hmm. watching that with Top Gun Maverick with the moving yeah. seats. <laughs> imagine seeing this in an adobe theater oh that'd be cool adobe yeah. plus the movie like, seats oh that yeah would, that would, oh my god i think those movie theaters i know there's one in california i don't know if there's any in mm-hmm. chicago that's like my dream just to go watch one of those movies there <laughs> in that type of scene yeah it has to be a good movie though mm-hmm. it's be worth your time so top gun for you yeah exactly Obviously. <laughs> you're very did you like the did you like the love story? Did you thought it was good? Yeah, it was good. It I thought what was interesting, they brought Jennifer Connelly with um for this role. Um I think there was supposed to be a different actress that played Penny. Um Really? I, I think so. Yeah, cuz Jennifer Connelly wasn't obviously in this movie. This this they just brought her back for this particular role. There was Yeah, well I heard I heard G, uh Penny was mentioned in the first movie, 
um, but was never like shown. Um, oh, it was like then, a callback, course, and yeah. then we got to actually so, see who Penny was in. Yeah, we kind of yeah, and it was like Jennifer Connelly's mm-hmm. character, and but you know we got away from Charlie, which did defeat a That's small right. purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole movie of Top Gun was just it felt like a love story. Mm-hmm. You know, it was him trying to earn the love of Charlie. It was so advent and focused on that that to see like a brand new love interest already into the sequel was a little daunting at first but i thought she was way better than charlie mm-hmm. i thought she had the chemistry with tom cruise she was very her characters was written very quick clever sarcastic you know it's just it was just fun to see them kind of like rekindle their romance and you know laugh with them you know they have this love scene in the movie but it's not even a love scene because i you see him kiss for two seconds and then That's they're it. sitting there talking in bed yeah do you like, what kind of movie shows that yeah do you think the plot would be very different if they brought back um the original character uh or brought back charlie mm, yes or no mm. i don't think this movie was so focused on the love story to change it mm-hmm. um because as you know, like the overall story was just like him kind of reconnecting with Rooster and moving forward with that. But I think it would have changed it a little bit. I don't think it would have changed it too much. Yeah, it would but just it, it would focus more on well that Maverick obviously focused more on that relationship. They really didn't make it a love story. It was just mainly mm-hmm. accomplishing this mission. Yeah. And to see how Penny was written, I could easily see like their relationship being just as well written as well. Mm-hmm. But like going back to that love scene, like what kind of movie or TV show have you ever seen that? You know, people are so focused on like the physical connection, and to see it like in a movie mm-hmm. where they're just sitting there talking, I was like, whoa! Like, like this is kind of more modern. Yeah, like, this is this is kind of what today's era is kind of is used to, or something like I that. I feel like it's more missed out, like that mm-hmm. type of love connection. Like it's just mainly love like it's just, not focused in the media yeah it's i feel like it's more well this that type of love story is just mainly pushed away it's always mm-hmm. like you know i just see like hookups or some shit like that you don't see like actual love talk like just talking with words like no like hookups no sex like sex wasn't a huge thing with this thing it was mainly just mm-hmm. trying to love this girl back because i mean this is probably a 30-year relationship that um pete never really got to see with penny and he just, I yeah, think it's just bringing I, it back. You know, he loved this girl like, and now she has the opportunity to approach it again. Exactly. And I feel like one of the biggest reasons why he just kept leaving their relationship was because of Goose kind of haunting him mm-hmm. and how he could never feel like he could ever be happy again mm-hmm. or, you know, ever have that kind of relationship with someone. It was just easier for him to just throw all of his work and all of his effort into his job and just kind of move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really loved, I guess, this whole movie in general, just a lot of the callbacks to the originals. Um, you know, the whole bar scene, uh, Rooster playing that Great Balls of Fire song, um, pretty much that's what Goose did, pretty much following in his footsteps. Um, I thought that was really cute. Um, just seeing the volleyball scene was also really funny. Um, football scene. Football scene. Football scene. That, yeah, come mirroring the volleyball scene from the original movie. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you obviously seeing that freaking Miles Teller dancing and stuff is now a trend all over <laughs> freaking TikTok. First part of the movie does pretty much the same thing um, from the original movie. So, and then seeing all the fun pictures um, of Tom Cruise and with Iceman, um, the Kawasaki bike. That's just fun. And then end of the movie with Pete and Penny, you um, driving away in that little um, that car of theirs. Because that was in the original movie, also like a lot of fun yeah, f- um, callbacks. Yeah, and then they've flown off in the plane. Mm-hmm. They're like just seeing Tom Cruise like race against a jet, you know, on a motorcycle. You saw that. That was a callback. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of subtle callbacks where it wasn't so much in your face, mm-hmm. unlike Jurassic World. It still had its subtle callbacks. It's just like you said, it probably just wasn't executed right. I'll say. Don't bash okay. it that yeah, hard, okay? <laughs> You're bashing Jurassic World like always. Like, comma, take it down. Dude, I, I'm a big fan of the franchise. I have every right to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a fan also. Don't think that. We're fans of these movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they still they do both. Like I said, in summary of this whole episode, um, 
legacy movies was a huge thing. Legacy characters coming yeah. back. I guess comparing uh, Top Gun Maverick with Jurassic World Dominion, both had their um, positives. Both probably have like tiny downfalls, probably a little bit more with Jurassic World from what you're saying, especially. <laughs> um, but still overall, like bringing all these characters back to make movie watchers co- um, watch this movie regardless of what age um, you are or when you've started watching the series. It's still a fun time uh, just going to the movies in general with what this world is coming down to, essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. What do you give this a rating? Uh, this one, probably a nine. Nine and a half out of ten for me. You know, you're probably not surprised. Yeah, I know you're not. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Go see it if you can. I think this is one of the few movies that you should go see in the theaters. Or even go see the second time in the theaters. Because you're going to just love it just as much as the original time you see it. If you have the time, you have the money, you just want to have fun in the theaters. You know, going back for the first time since COVID. You know, this is the movie, I think. You, you can't go wrong with a movie like this. For sure, yeah. It's it's a good time, and I know for... Especially with this movie being 36 years in the making, it's really definitely made... Needs the audience to come back and watch this movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this legacy kind of character episode. We, fo- um, we hope you enjoyed our reviews. We hope you disagree with us. If you do, let us know. Mm-hmm. Like, tell us in the comments... I would love to hear another take on a movie or on one of these movies and just kind of hear what everyone else might have, has to think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's funny. We're, we're seeing like your side of what we only focus on both of ours. I know we have friends mm-hmm. like Lee from Lights, Camera, Rant who probably has his, his opinion on all this stuff. So <laughs> I'm curious to see what his things are or Mark from Mark My Words. Like what's his yeah. thoughts on both of these movies? So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. To close that episode, uh, like I said earlier, follow us on Instagram, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and hopefully we'll come out with another episode within the next week or so. Yeah. Until then, we'll see you later, guys. All right. See ya.